Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Racing Only Better and we are about to preview Gold Cup Day. Thank God it is finally here. I cannot wait. The last day of the Cheltenham Festival and it is the Gold Cup that we'll be getting stuck into in due course. But we record this the morning of the day before. So currently it is Thursday morning, which means we've only 50% of the way through the Cheltenham Festival and we need a weather update. And we're heading, rightly so, to the man who isn't on track or isn't in Cheltenham, Tony Calvin, for said weather update. Go TC. Well, I was expecting it to be deeper ground. I know it's fresh ground, new course and all that, but yeah, it's soft, good to soft in places. Uh, they've only had four mil in the last 24 hours, which surprised me because I got a text last night saying, it's been raining here for four hours. It's going to be nearly heavy. So that's obviously bang wrong. Uh, and it looks like a largely dry uh, dry forecast for the day um, on Thursday. So, yeah, it might not be too bad for Gold Cup Day. Brilliant. Largely dry forecast is music to my ears because Wednesday it was a bit of a damp squib. Squib yeah. it was. Um, Dan Barber, quick check in with you. In good form? Yeah, very good, thank you. Uh, couldn't pick my nose yesterday, but that's the game. And we roll on. Kevin outshone us all. Yeah. They, yeah. They, knew, they knew that Edward Stone weren't winning, didn't they? Oh, dear. He really did outshone us all with three winners, Kevin Blake. You've just peaked in form at perfect time. This is it, Kevin Blake, bang, bang, bang on the Wednesday of the Cheltenham Festival. Were you work, walking around very smug, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nice when it happens. First day wasn't great, so the pressure was on. So, yeah, nice to get a result. Hopefully we get a couple more before we finish up. Well, exactly. Well, we've already given the viewers and listeners loads of winners for the Thursday. Uh, before we crack on with the Friday card, don't forget, bet 10 Get 10. Have a £10 bet in racing multiples and get a free £10 bet in racing multiples with Betfair. Get stuck into that. It's a week for the multiples, so enjoy that offer. We've been pushing it all season, but now is the time to get stuck into Bet 10. Get 10. Should we kick on with the Triumph Hurdle? Race one on Let's day go. four. This is it. One thirty kick off the juveniles. This market, I'm going to come to UTC first for this, is mental to me. Lossy Mouth, 13 to 8. Blood Destiny, 2 to 1. Gala Masso, 9 to 2. Zenta, 12 to 1. All trained by Willie Mullins. After that, your next best horse is priced at 25 to 1. Surely there is a way to play this in terms of the each way market, the places market. Not all of Willie Mullins' four horses are going to run to form and fill the first four places, are they? Um, well, he's got seven, so God knows what's going to happen. Seven places. Um, uh, no, it's only three places. Um, obviously, it's a bigger field than we we're expecting. There's a fair bit of dead wood in here, but you know, Willie's running some unexposed horses at massive prices, and it wouldn't surprise you if one of them hit the frame, would it? No, um, I couldn't really see an angle into the race. Nothing against the first two in the market. The most glaring bet, if there is a bet, is Gala Masso uh, each way at nine to two. I'm a, I know she's been a bit keen, but I was surprised they put a first-time hood on there. I mean, she wasn't that bad at Leopardstown last time, was she? So that would be a slight doubt there. Whenever you put new headgear on, there's always a slight risk, and I didn't think it was worth taking with that horse. But no, if there is a bet in the race, it's obviously Garland or so each way at 92. Okay. Dan, I want a bigger price tours. Please give me something to run for your life at a huge price in this. Oh, I, I just don't know if I have one. I just think this... This is a really tough race, as Tony says. I mean, it's if this was just in the middle of the week, 
and you saw a stable had that many runners and they got the first three in the betting, then it'd be an immediate turnoff, wouldn't it? And then there's this there's this other dynamic of town and so rarely getting it wrong and all the talk in the lead up and the market in the lead up was oh sure he's riding blood destiny the way it's got the way it's going in the betting and he stuck with lossy mouth who was the horse i liked initially and the jockey changes obviously impacted the market because she is now shortened right up but she was dead unlucky i think she's probably got i think she's got the best form of the trio but it's a race I really can't get excited about. I don't think there's much juice at the top end of the market. Just very quickly, I just wonder if politics is is at play here slightly because obviously Rich Richie is still looking for a, a Grade One winner this season, and maybe it was a bit uh, yeah, a bit of politics at play. But there's no, nothing between the first two in the market, is there? No. Kevin Blake, add some spice to the triumph. Everyone's very damp on it so far. Oh, Gallimard, so I think it's the right price. Um, you know, beat Lassie Mode last time. We know Lassie Mode certainly better than the result, but um, don't underestimate how well Gallimard so won, would be my view. And, like, I think she probably hit the front earlier than Danny Mullins would have wanted to. Like, I'm actually happy to see the hood. Like, I thought she was particularly free last time and she'll hopefully be a little bit easier because it's a difficult thing to overcome um, around this track, you know, be, being over-exuberant. So, Willie doesn't use the hood loads. Um, so hopefully it works well and Danny's able to barrier down the inside and wait and wait and hopefully not deliver until the run in, ideally. Um, and look, I, I think she'll be tough to beat. Last time out, I wouldn't be in love with her jumping. Um, I think she'll put herself at risk of, you know, losing a position potentially. She's a little bit up in the air, etc. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be very happy with Gary Marceau. And, and if you are a little bit inclined towards um, balaclava clad behaviour, um, you know, I think it, 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 you'd be very disappointed not to get your money back from the, the each, from the place part of an each way bet there. Mullins in the hood is 25 from 139 in the last 10 years, so under under his usual strike rate. Kev, let's stick with you for the county hurdle, where Betfair is offering six places in the county hurdle, and Filey Bay is your four to one favourite for Mark Walsh and Emmett Mullins, obviously off the back of the second, the good second place effort in the Betfair hurdle. Hunter's yarn. Willie Mullins, Paul Town, and thirteen to two. Jin Coco, eight to one. Pembroke, eight. Charger in there at eight. The old boy, Winter Fog, eleven to one. Um, those are the top few in the betting. Orkham Risk is next after taking the bet for hurdle, of course. Um, come on, Kev. Surely you've got stuck into this trappy handicap. Yeah, look, I was circling Milkwood with, with menacing intentions there for the last couple of days. Um, you know, I was arguably a little bit unlucky not to win this race a couple of years ago, hit the front too soon. I was arguably a little bit unlucky in a Galway hurdle not long after that. And look, things haven't gone perfectly well since, but has had excuses, um, has come down the weights, looks to have been trained for this. Um, if the, the threat of rain was putting me off and we haven't got as much rain as we feared. So look, I'd still put him in the mix, but the one I went for at the end was Pied Piper, um, Gordon Elliott, look, carrying loads of weight, but um, five-year-old, one of the best juveniles last season, and just gives me the impression that he'll be a horse that love a, a big field handicap, loads of cover, loads of pace, um, ridden with confidence. Um, like didn't run at all bad in the Irish champion hurdle last time. I know it was a little bit condensed because the pace was a bit steady, but um, like, look, I, I think this is like in this set of circumstances, like this could be a 160 horse. So Pied Piper at kind of 16 to 1, that sort of region, he'll do for me. I love Kevin's consistency. Class act in a handicap. Pied Piper at 16 to 1. And then his bigger price shout was Milkwood, who's currently 25 to 1 on the sports book. Dan, where did you land in the county? 
Well, if we're going for the classiest of the classiest, beat this. I mean, we've got the extra places with the sports book. I mean, Sharjah's record really does stand the closest scrutiny. I know he's been a bit of a money horse, but the more I lock, the more I'm inclined to play this race. And if if you Dutch them, you're looking at, say, 7-2 to two at worst. But Sharjah and Filey Bay are the two horses that have... Particularly Filey Bay, who is now drifting certainly more acceptable price. I don't know if that's a ground thing. People assuming that conditions aren't sure. I think it's a very progressive horse. It was a massive effort in the Betfair hurdle and I'm putting Sharjah in there as well because of his outstanding Cheltenham record, big field handicap, covered up, dropped to 155. Yes, he's 10, but Willie has done this before with Arctic Fire and Wicklow Brave. <laughs> so we're all laughing currently because I, I'm hoping this isn't just my Wi-Fi. Dan's Wi-Fi is it sounds, like he, it sounds like he's in one of those Dutch films that you like watching later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Slow them fast. I don't I'm here. I'm here for it. I love that. Please don't yeah. tell me what Barry's face is like. He's, uh... <laughs> Barry's actually good laughing as well. <laughs> good. Thank God. Um, okay. Just you then, TC. Six places in the county hurdle. Surely you're taking a swing at a big one here. Come on. Yeah, I've um, I bet Favour. Um, 50 to one, eight places. Uh, and I'm, and the, the price has gone, the fifties has gone there now, but it's fifties, six places with a sports book and I'm pressing up there. So it's favor. It's just one of these horses that's, uh, I mean, Skelton does get, uh, it does get a good bang for his buck from the handicapper and the handicapper has given this horse a massive chance. I mean, he's, he's been dropped for a mark to a mark of 134, um, you know, he's nine pound lower than when a respectable run in this race last year. Good comeback run at Kempton, bit of an eye catcher. Um, I backed him in the Betfair hurdle where they, they put the cheap pieces back on, but he ran no kind of race there. And as time form called it, really firm ground. I'm willing to forgive that run. Normally, if the run's that bad, the handicapper ignores it. But, you know, he dropped a mark of 134, nine pound lower than when third in the war battle. He's just got a lot going for me. The 50s, six places is is a very tempting bet. And I've given him to temptation and I've backed him. Kevin's laughing away at something there and it wasn't your Wi-Fi, so I don't know what it was. No, I'm, la- I'm laughing at TC's point about Skelton and the handicapper, which I absolutely concur with. <laughs> it's, absolutely oh. <laughs> ridiculous. it's absolutely ridiculous at times. It, but, like, the, the, the handicapping of favour is... It's bizarre. But, yeah. Okay, on we on we go. This isn't the show for that. We'll save it for waiting. Uh, the Albert Bartlett two fifty on day four of the Cheltenham Festival. We have four places here with the sports book. They've got loads of offers on the last day. Get stuck in, people. Uh, Corbett's Cross is your four to one favourite. Three card brag four to one. Well, joint favourite. Embassy Garden seven to one. Hidden Valley Lake in there at nines and Stable Star Monty Star at elevens. Further down, I mean. I'm going to come to you first, Dan Barber, on this. Am I mad to think that we've all been caught as too big a price at 33s? Well, you, I really like the horse. I'm just not sure he's really a hurdler. I know he's won over hurdles. He got that form with Rock My Way, but he's such a massive unit. I just think... We know all the cliches, but half I'm, of these aren't hurdlers. I mean, he's he's tried to force the gallop in the Nathaniel Lacey, and he was, he was absolutely flat out before the straight, and... If they ride him aggressively, I mean, if you try and make all in this race, you're absolutely, you've had it, haven't you, effectively? Um, Corbett's Cross, I think, is the best horse, but we've got a fairly quick turnaround. There were noises that he might not run at the festival. Um, 
he is here and I think he's got loads of potential, but I'm going for something that's battle-hardened in this. And Favre Deschamps do had three runs in points, three runs in bumpers. He's eight, so it's old for a novice hurdler, but I quite like the angle that he's not a fragile eight-year-old. He's just, it seems, he's standing his racing really well this season. He's just been... He just had lots of racing and conditioning, and he stays very well. Three from three, around three miles. That's what you want. You want a plodder, don't you? You want a plodder who's got a really good attitude and tries hard, and he wouldn't be the conventional profile with his age and stuff, but I thought I thought he was quite interesting otherwise because of his durability and stuff. Yeah, can see that angle. He's 11 to 1, and like in a market like this, he just doesn't have that sort of sexy profile that a few of the others have, whereas he is that kind of like tough professional, which everyone says this race, anyone who rides in this race or trains horse in this race says it's an absolute um, sloggy slog, Kevin, your sort of race, and you need something that's absolutely mentally tough as well as physically. So where did you land in this? Yeah, look, I've been with Hidden Valley Lake for a while and, and I'm not going to jump ship at this stage. Um, I'm forgiving of the the, the last defeat. Um, I think less testing ground will suit. I think not having to make the running will suit. And look, I think he looked really good the time before. Um, the time was very good to back it up. And I, I think his price is reasonable. Um, but one that I haven't heard anyone mention at any stage, and I better mention them, is, um, is Don Rising. Um, one of the few runners for Joseph this week. He, he's interesting. Um, he's been crying out for a longer trip now. And it, it was a bit of a mess of a race he was in last time in the Lawlers of Nace. There was a bunch of hurdles um, omitted and they didn't go over quick. And he just got badly outpaced before kind of plodding on again. And like the form hasn't worked out too bad. Like Champ Kylie, the winner, um, advertised it well yesterday. Irish Point um, ha- has been doing reasonably well. And like the trip is the thing. Um, and like he's a classy old horse. Like he was rated 101 on the flat. Um, so I wouldn't forget about him. I was 25 to 133 or something like that. Um, if you aren't already on board with Hidden Valley Lake from listening to me, um, I, w- I wouldn't put Draft Dawn Rising at all. Yeah, Dawn Rising at 20s on the sports book for the Joseph O'Brien team. TC, over to you for the Albert Bartlett, four places. Yeah, I backed um, Corbett's Cross and Hidden Valley Lake anti post, just small on the exchange win only. Um, and I had a bet yesterday. Uh, when the markets came out and I bet sent Palais each way at 80s. Um, yeah, I, I, he'll be, be he'll be about that price on the exchange. So I think you, I think you will get filled uh, at that kind of price there. And the reason being is, I mean, this, this race used to be a real slogger fest, like you said, but it's got a lot classier in recent years. But so hopefully sent Palais is a bit of a throwback because in terms of pure, Ability, albeit over fences. I mean, he's he is up there with all of these. Obviously, they've got more upside over hurdles than than him. But obviously, they're not they're not eighty to one plus on the exchange. I mean, I mean, he was rated. He is rated one hundred and fifty three over 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 fences. Um, he was really good last season. He was he was actually went off seven to four to beat uh, a senior and Noble Yates in a Towson at Weatherby. Uh, he blew out there, and I'll be hoping for more rain for him but in terms of pure ability uh then he's a he's a massive price I me mean, i know the sports book are ducking him a little bit at 40s but um there's a bigger around like i said you play him on the exchange win only yeah i'm i'm quite keen on sempale he was running okay race back over hurdles last time after a big break when when he fell at the last at haydock and yeah i i think there's load of upside to him um obviously he's not a very likely winner but then again that's why you're getting the massive prices 
Okay, big swing, was expecting that. On we go to the Cheltenham Gold Cup. This is it, the big one. This is what we've all been waiting for. And fingers crossed, with 24 hours to go, we're going to get to see Galopin de Champs finally in a big race, 7-4, to four, top of the market, a Plutard, 6-1, to one. Brave Man's Game, 6-1, to one. Noble Yates, 8-1, to one. Statler, 9s, Conflated, 12s, Protector at 14s, Ahoy Senor, 16s, Manella Indo, 18s, Hewick still in there at 25, Sounds Russian, 25s, Royal Pagai, 35s, and El Dorado Allen is your rank outsider at 100-1 to one in the Gold Cup. I love this field, Kevin Blake. I think this is, it might not be the class, the best Gold Cup ever run, but there's so many layers to it. I just absolutely love it. Cannot wait for it. So many different things to get stuck into. But ultimately, we want to know what wins the Cheltenham Gold Cup, Kev. Oh, I'm totally with you, Vanessa. I'm proper Gold Cup. Like we have horses with X Factor. We have the Dower, you know, classy, but Dower stayers. We have the ones that have been there and done it with the up-and-comers. We have a mix of everything. So good. And yeah, look, look, I'm finding it hard to have a real strong betting opinion. Gallop and the Champ, look, we've talked about it loads through the season. I thought this would be the place that I'd take him on, um, but I'm less inclined to do so now. Um, but then I, I've been talking to myself all week. I talk to myself all the time, still a bit mad. But, you know, I don't think you can ever look someone in the eye and put up a put up, uh, you know, a seven to four fav or two to one fav when there's like literally about five or six in this race that I like, could really see winning um, if, if it doesn't happen for Gallop and the Champ. If you put a gun to me, I'll count and said, have a bet. I think Manila Indo is, w- will be one to hit the frame, you know, place only if you want to get a bit windy. Um, I could see him going very well. No pressure on it this year. They'll give him the type of ride he needs, which to me is is, is a waiting ride. N- not to an extreme, but just don't be hitting the front tree out like last year. Um, so look, I'm here. My popcorn's out. I'm going to lay back, enjoy the horse race. Hope Gallop and Deshaun puts on a show. Um, but if he doesn't, it could be Manella. No, it could be Statler. It could be conflated. It could be... <laughs> <Yeah>, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait either, Dan. <sighs> So many times in the Gold Cup when people talk about Gold Cups, ultimately, yes, it's the blue ribbon of national hunt racing, but you need a proper stayer. You need Mm. something that fully stays the trip. That is the question mark about the class act at the top of the market in Galloping de Champs. And in behind him, we have some dour, dour stayers. And that's the angle I'm attacking at. I just don't know where the pin lands yet. Yeah, my position is fairly clear. And the market is hasn't reacted enough i don't think to the fact that conditions are more testing than we were maybe expecting a couple of weeks ago when i first was with statler i thought that for me he just strikes as a, a classic gold cup horse he's been he's been to festival before won a national hunt chase that's a a route that native river almost took he finished second in one um thorough thorough stayer massive effort up against manila indo giving him weight around a track that wouldn't suit and then I thought if he'd have landed running two out uh, in in the Irish Gold Cup, he would have made more of an impression in the latter stages. And everybody was buzzing over the fact that Galapandos Shumps was so strong to the line. Statler lost a length on him from the from the last to the line. So uh, I don't think his effort was was given sufficient attention because Galapandos Shumps was so so exuberant. Uh, but it's a different tale in a Gold Cup. And I've seen so many of those flat three-mile thorough stayers apparently not do it in this scenario. And I think Statler will do it. I think he's a, a classic Gold Cup type. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, but then I, I question whether I'm being a touch biased. But I'm with you. And I think some. I think the profile of him, because of the winning the old four-miler last year, it's sort of that less attractive profile than some of the others in the race. 
Um, so he's definitely on my shortlist. TC, what made your shortlist and ultimately who wins the Gold Cup? Yeah, I'd be fascinated to see how the market, you know, uh, shapes near the off because this week the market has just been impossible to forecast. You've got horses doubling in price and winning. We're all whacker. You've got horses you can't give away in Perrin Passe. Camprond, get hot. Isn't that? Camprond, the anti-post favourite, short was five to one last week, went off at an SP of over 46, <laughs> traded at fours on. I mean, who is laying Camprond at 46? I mean, it's just like, I don't know who's backing him at 1.25 actually. But yeah, it's the market's been absolutely mad, so it will be fascinating. But the more I look at, and I'm quite a fan of the horse, but the more I look at this race, even though the inflated, you know, two to one on the exchange, do you really think he's a two to one shot in the race this deep? I don't think so. And like I said, it, but he could go off six to four. He could go off three to one. Who knows with these mad market moves? Uh, I've been with Apple Tard um, for the last few months. I've been chipping away at his price. Um, he was 12s immediately after the Betfair Chase uh, defeat. Uh, and he's been around that price on the exchange, really. But yeah, so I've been with him. Um, he's coming a bit now to seven to one in the form of the De Bromhead Yard again this, this year. Two winners. Uh, obviously, a very good second in the championship. That will give you some hope as well. Um, yeah, it was a total blowout season, but I wouldn't be laying at seven to one. If he comes back to the same form as last time, I think he's odds on to win. So it's all it's all it all depends on how you price up him coming back to form. So I bet him, and I if this, I'm going to leave this other uh, um, other betting angle till I know the ground on the day. Uh, I'll probably chuck a few quid on sounds Russian. Um, it's forty plus on the exchange at the moment. It's two from two on heavy. He's only he's only been out the first two twice, and that was on good to soft ground. Probably went a bit too hard in the Cotswold Chase last time, but that was a really really good run. I think he's still upside to him. He's only nine uh, nine um, runs over fences. I think like I said, I think there's more to come from him. So yeah, I'm I'm I played a Plutard, and I'm probably going to play Sounds Russian if they get a little bit more rain. We we drew about four or five mil before Gold Cup. Uh, Gold Cup time and that might that might tempt me in for a bit. Yeah, so Apple Tardens maybe sounds Russian. Okay, that's the Gold Cup done and dusted. Cannot wait. On we go to the Fox Hunters and I literally don't oh, know. You, I don't you can't that. call it that anymore. How dare you? Are we not no, allowed to call it no, that? No, Fox no, absolutely not. Think the of the poor foxes, the Vanessa. Brigade will be after me in my sleep, it's, I'm sure. But think I'll of the poor, poor foxes. What's it called? The Challenge Cup Open Hunters Chase. Yeah, with jockeys riding the Prokush in brackets. Correct. Uh, Vosalette is your favourite at nine to four. Famous Clermont at seven to one. Billaway, last year's winner, 15 to two. Chris's Dream, 10. Bob and Co., 12s. But no, take it to the max on board. Sad times, Kevin Blake. Um, Go on, you can go first, Kev, in the the Fox Hunters. Let's stick to it. Come on. I see you, Kev. I see you. Yeah, yeah, look, look, that might go for tea as such, but um, uh, Bob and Co is interesting. Um, the, the, our, our great hero, David Maxwell, is out. With, with, he broke his thumb, I believe, um, not so long ago, so that's why he's not riding. Um, Jamie Codd was going to ride him until very late, and he switched to the storyteller at the last second, um, which is which is a blow to his chance. Alice Stevens now takes over, who's um, who, who's very capable in fairness, but you know, not Jamie Codd. Um, but like he's got plenty of good form in the book. Like he famously, David Maxwell's greatest ever win, uh, beating Billaway punches down a couple of years ago. Um, like he's very capable, and um, he switched to Harry Durham now. This would have been the target all along. Harry's having plenty of winners. 
and um, look for a race that that, that wouldn't really um, that wouldn't really float my old boat. Um, I thought he was kind of reasonable at fourteen to one or so. Does the fox hunters float your boat, TC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was um, when I was riding out with a leopard hunt last week, um, <laughs> um, I, that rhyming slang. I took my fifty dogs down there, and yeah, we had a <laughs> we had a right old time, and there was a lot of gossip going on there about. What was interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, I should have got my red jacket out of the uh, wardrobe. Oh, man, imagine. <laughs> imagine that'd be, I need a, that'd be a great Halloween outfit. For I, need a, I, need a, I need a bastard shy horse to take me there, not one of these <laughs> dainty pointers. Uh, no, got no inclination to have a bet in this nonsense. Although what I would say is there's a really good bloke on Twitter who writes some really good in-depth stuff. He's called Darren Pierce. So go and have a look at his Twitter feed. I think it's D-A-R-R-A-N, Darren, uh, not Ian. But what's, what's, what's he tip, Calvin? What's he tip? Uh, I think he's tipped famous Clermont. There we go. But, okay. But I'm not 100% sure on that because it was about 5,000 words long and I lost the will to live before I got down to select <laughs> bottom, but yeah. Right, okay. So basically, no no bet. you could have just said no bet race, TC. On we go. Really inject a bit of humour, in, well, attempted humour into this show. Otherwise, it's a bit too dry. I agree, I agree, I agree. Dan, our, our, our YouTube commenters love the attempts at humour, so we have to keep that up. Yeah, yeah. we get great feedback, great <laughs> feedback. This is me at the Ledbury last week. From one, Led, from one Ledbury hunt to another, I'll have a um, uh, I, I Frankly, I, I don't really know. I mean, Billaway has got him increasingly sluggish, <laughs> isn't he? Uh, there's no point in me even adding to it. I'm not going to have a bet in the race. I'll watch it. I'm just going to keep a, the fox. That's a stunner from Lofty. Well done. Yeah. Keep well the fox done. out of okay. my mouth. Okay, so we've just had a lot of fun <laughs> with the fox hunters, but we haven't actually picked the winner at all. But on we go then. Oh, Kev's been joined by somebody. Hi there. Oh. Oh, you got your kit. Nice. Yeah, we're going to speed up here, lads. I'm... He's, no, uh, right. he, he just, just nicked someone's laptop again. 450, <laughs> second class race is, of course, the mayor's chase. Now, if we're being a bit flippant about fox hunters, there's nothing to be flippant about here. This we can get stuck into. Allegor Vassi, 6-5. Impervious, 9-4. Jeremy's Flame, 11-2. Magic Days, 10-1. Ellie May, 16s. Love her. Riviera Detail, 18. Zambella, 25s. Dolcita, 33s. Pink Legend, 50-1. This is a belting renewal of the Mayor's Chase, Kev Blake. We know you don't like Mayor's races, but you've got to appreciate this. Uh, yeah, yeah, why not? Um, Impervious would, would have had a bit of a chance at the Arkle, I reckon. I'm not, I'm not fully convinced with her over mid-range trips. Allegor Devassi, um, I think, can jump better than she did last time, and she'll do for me. Tentative call, get the race in the bin. Look, look, Kevin's only being like that because he's been given the hurry along by ITV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on. Give us a long, laborious... Ooh, me? Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at Kevin there, actually. Is he, uh, Are you doing a box talk in Midland Park Racing today? Oh, yeah, very Midland colours. Park. Got the colours. Go on, TC. I nailed my colours to the mast in the preview show last week. Uh, I backed yeah. Magic Days at big prices. I'll be backing her again around about 10 to 1 plus on exchange. I'll be putting in a lay around about twos because... All her thought, she's a three mile point winner, and Rachel thinks she'll stay, but the form book suggests she may well struggle. But I think she'll go well for a very long way. I think you'll get out short in running. Um, and the form of a win last time was Frank by Dino Blue yesterday, who, who ran a cracker when mm. second. Um, 
when when second to Mascada. So I think she probably got around and got got the best form in the race. And like the, with the doubtful stay out, she's the most obvious back to lay you'll get. Okay, and Dan Barber, your mayor's chase selection, please. Yeah, one of my strongest fans of the week, this, for what it's worth. I really like Impervious. Yeah. I mean, you've mentioned Dino Blues from giving Magic Days a boost, but it gave Impervious a boost as well because she'd seen her off convincingly the time before. I just really like that Punch's Town form. She's given weight and a beating to Geldin's beating journey with me. Miles clear of Manella Crooner and Hardor. Um, I think she's a good quality mare and she jumps straight and she's professional. And we saw last year with Mount Ida that you can get stuffed in this if you jump right. And that's what Allegory Devassi did quite badly last time. Brian Hayes keeps the ride looking for his first Cheltenham Festival win. That would be a hell of a moment for him. On we go to the last race on the last day. It is the Martin Pipe. And I think we have extra places in this. We do, in fact. We have five places in the Martin Pipe. Spanish Harlem for the Willie Mullins team. Michael O'Sullivan in the saddle, four to one. Imagine next best, nine to two. Cool Survivor, Gordon Elliott, five to one. Um, those are the top three. I can't I can't go through them all. Go on, let's just do our tips to wrap up the show, Kev. Bloody hard this race. God. Yeah, not, not <laughs> a strong view now. Um, imagine, I think, is a painfully obvious one for me. Um, look, looks to have been brought along steadily with a view to a big handicap. And uh, look, has the right profile for me. Um, has the, now the new minimum number of runs required to get into a Cheltenham handicap. And um, I'd side with him. But yeah, no, not a strong view. Okay, TC, do you have a strong view in this? Um, had a very, one very small bet. Uh, I wasn't like all the rest. It, was, it looks an impossible race, but I was amazed that West of the Bridge, an old friend of mine, was available at 50 is five places. So that'll do for me. Back to form at Sandown last time. Carries a £5 penalty here, but he went up £5 for that win last time. Actually could have gone up more. Has been competitive off higher marks in the past. It just looks a wrong price to me. I'll take my chances 50s, five places west to the bridge. Nice, big swing. And Dan, I get the impression you've got no view. If you don't, we'll move on. No, I, I thought Spanish Harlem was most interested and then the market agrees. So, no, not for me. Okay, um, let's do naps then. Kevin Blake, your nap, please, for the last day of the Chantland Festival. I, Piper, County Hurdle, out with a bang. Wow, okay, Pied Piper it is. Um, TC, we'll come to you next. It is a tricky one, this. Uh, I'm going to say, although I'm going to do the trade angle, I do think Magic Days is overpriced at around about 11 to 1 on the exchange, so Magic Days. Oh, yeah, well, you've been with that for a long time, fair play. And Dan, your nap, please, finally. First head to head, I'm sticking with Impervious, particularly now she's drifted, she was... 13 to 8 most of the lead up she's now 5 to 2 on the exchange right love it guys thank you very much as always that was our day 4 preview of the Cheltenham Festival thank you very much for watching and listening all week we'll be back very shortly anyway but for now enjoy the week gamble responsibly get stuck into bet 10 get 10 thank you very much that was Racing Any Better <laughs>